The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings. We've got Mina Kimes, the ESPN rock star on today's show. Can't wait to talk with Mina about a bunch of things, including... The L.A. Rams, she calls their preseason games. And there's a lot of really interesting things about the Rams, whether it's their roster building or Stafford, among other things. Akib Tlaib calling those preseason games with her. Mina, of course, has her own show, does a terrific job on ESPN's NFL Live. New week, which means new winners. I love all of you. You know that. I wouldn't just say that. I love all of you. But I really love those of you that go the extra mile and get in these contests. Why not spread the word via social media at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod, get a signed picture, get a signed football card. I am going to start racking up the press passes this year. So you get one of them. So that's number one or the sponsor confirmation email winner. So many good sponsors. I mean, fantracks.com slash Ross which is how you get in that season-long fantasy league with me and Joe. We've got Uncommon Goods, DraftKings, of course, always, Raycon, the greatest earbuds of all time, lots of good sponsors. There's a lot more than that. Those are just some of the ones you'll hear from this week. And then the YouTube shout-out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Speaking of that, by the way, how about just a shout-out today for the Tulsa Packer backers. Love the Tulsa Packer backers, including my boy Tuckheads J from patreon.com slash RT Media and his lovely wife. Speaking of Patreon, we have a new one. We got a new patron, James Kernell, C U R N E L. He's already been active on our private Slack channel, which is what I love. I love when someone signs up and then they tell us about themselves. We get to know some of the listeners a little bit more. You guys get to know each other. Patreon.com slash RT Media. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. As promised, we are joined now by the great Mina Kimes from ESPN. She's got her own podcast, which is awesome. 
featuring Lenny. Like it's like a goal of mine to be on this podcast at some point. I just want to be on a podcast that's featuring Lenny. <laughs> uh, what is it? The Mina Kimes show? Featuring Lenny. Yeah. Mina Kimes show Lenny. featuring Lenny. Yeah. And you, yeah. I would love to have you on. We both would actually. <laughs> and if you remember, Mina was on last year. Mina went to Yale, presumably because she wasn't accepted to Princeton, but that's understandable. We did that joke a year ago. <laughs> Check her out on social media, at Mina Kime. And she's with my boy, Dan Rolovsky, like every day on NFL Live. They're killing it. It's a very different show than it used to be, and it's really fun to watch, and she's awesome. And she does the Rams preseason games, which is another reason why she's on the show. Mina, good to talk with you again. It's good to talk to you too. Thanks so much for having me on. I was curious when you said my guy. I was I was like, well, who's Ross's guy? Is it going to be Marcus? Is it going to be RC? But Dan Dan makes sense. Eagles connection, Phil Philly connection. Yeah, yeah. So what's funny too is Orlovsky did the broadcast boot camp one year when mm -hmm. he was still playing. I went to it the first year they ever had. It was my last year as a player, and then every year they brought me back as like uh, a professor. I don't know, like an alumni teacher. So I met Orlovsky there, and what I learned, like doing game broadcasts, by far the best person to talk to before a game is the backup quarterback. Yeah. When you're on the field before the game, because the starter is like busy and doesn't feel like talking with you, and it's like Matthew Stafford or whatever. He's like, okay, whatever. But like Orlovsky's like, he tells you everything. Like I'm like, so what coverage are they going to use? Like what, what are you guys like? The, the backup quarterback just tells you everything. So yeah. I got tight with a lot of backup quarterbacks because every time I was doing a game, I would just chat with them. They would give me like the answers to the test. It was amazing because um, <laughs> it was right before the game and they knew I used to play and whatever. And I'd be like, man, I think we're going to see a lot of cover three today, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just because they told me that. So then when Dan was done, he was talking to me about getting in the media. I'm like, dude, you, you, nobody else is posting clips of quarterbacks and like college quarterbacks or NFL guys and just breaking them down on social media. That's what you got to do. And he did it and started tagging people on it. Next thing you know, he's like, you know, a star analyst now. So he like legitimately when he got hired by ESPN a couple of years ago, he like wrote one of his like eight thread tweets was just, just about me being like, thank Aww. you, Matt Ross, Tucker NFL for the deal, for the That's idea. So nice. Yeah. So anyway, um, the show's not about Darren Orlovsky. It's about <laughs> Mina Kimes. And so Mina, here's one thing I think is really cool. I if I would much rather be in the front office than be a coach. I think being a coach would be cool, but I like the roster building. I like the salary cap. I like the money. Most former players don't. I do. So I would go the front office route. The Rams fascinate me. I mean, everybody else gives me draft picks as you can, and that's how you build your depth in your roster. You, you never trade a first-round pick. Not the Rams. They, they don't care. <laughs> they, they really are like disrupting the industry. They really are zigging when everybody else is zagging. And I guess I would argue on some level, you know, they haven't won at all, but they've been consistently good now for a while. It feels like it's working. What are your thoughts? I mean, I know you kind of work for the team like I kind of do with the Eagles mm -hmm. doing the preseason games, but your thoughts on the Rams roster building? Well, I would say there's a lot of relevance to the preseason. Uh, because when you build your roster the way the Rams have, where you're getting rid of the first round draft picks, and it's a very um, star top heavy roster, right? You've got a few guys making a ton of money and 
those guys happen to be, I mean, especially on the defense, the best players at their positions in Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, but what you have to happen is you have to hit later in the draft. And that's something the Rams have had some success with, you know, uh, whether it's Jordan Fuller, who was a later round draft pick and looks like a real star at safety or some of the offensive and def- offensive linemen. I, I was going to say defensive linemen, but not quite. Or Darius Williams, for example, who played cornerback opposite Jalen Ramsey. Now, I do think there's some football, there's some uh, schematic, I guess, resonance there insofar as if you have an Aaron Donald or you have a Jalen Ramsey and you use a specific kind of scheme the way they did last year in particular, it helps those players shine. So it's not just like, wow, Darius Williams and Jordan Fuller were like studs in the making. It's like, no, actually, this specific kind of defense we ran helped them. Uh, and playing next to Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey helped them. It's undeniable. But you do have to identify, I think, talent on the cheap when you build your roster the way you're talking about. Yeah, I did not think they would be very good last year. I did not think having essentially a donut hole in the middle of your roster, like no middle class, I did not think that would work. Maybe that's my bias as a guy that was like a middle-of-the-roster guy. Um, It it kind of worked. I mean, I can't believe – like I would have loved Mina to ask – I won't say a diehard Rams fan, but like a a good Rams fan before the season to name as many defensive players as they could. (laughs) they would not have been able to name very many dudes. I mean, they had a lot of guys playing on the minimum last year, but a lot of them played well. And I don't know how much of that credit goes to Les Snead and the guys he's bringing in. I think Staley probably deserves a lot of credit for what they did schematically, but they kind of showed, man, if you got two top five guys on that side of the ball, you can have other guys around them Mm. because those two guys make such a difference. Yeah, and I think scheme is really important because it's like, okay, we're just talking about defense, but if you're, you've got two of these guys who are all world, all galaxy in Donald and Ramsey, um, what kind of scheme can you run to optimize them? Ramsey in particular? Well, actually, I would say both. They're both incredibly multiple. Like Aaron Donald, I think he's sacked the quarterback lined up from every tech possible. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how they use him, but Ramsey as well, and I think – a lot of the success of that defense, again, it's not just about finding those just gems, those cheap, you know, players, but also using your stars in a way where there's sort of this like force multiplier effect and it makes life easier for them. I'll also add, though, uh, that's going to be put to a bit of a test this year because, you know, I mentioned Williams and Fuller or whatever, but they did lose John Johnson, who I think is not only incredibly underrated safety, but really important to what they do on defense and certainly what they did last year with Staley. We'll see what the scheme looks like this year. And you lost Troy Hill, who's your nickel. And all of a sudden, again, this is what happens when you have a star-studded, top-heavy roster is you have to say goodbye to players who I think John Johnson would be more in that category you're describing, which is, you know, he's a very good player, but he's not the most expensive and he's not the cheapest and now he's gone. And suddenly you need these guys on rookie contracts, both the, I think all of the safeties on the Rams roster are on rookie contracts. You need one or more of them to step up and it is challenging. You know, uh, the big move the Rams made obviously with Matthew Stafford and I really like Matthew and I, I really think he's a good player. However, am I crazy to say Mina that 
I think it's fair to say most of his career, he's been somewhere between the 10th and 15th best quarterback in the NFL, perhaps somewhere in that range, I'd say. And I don't know. I feel like golf has kind of been in that range. Maybe golf's more like 15 to 20. I guess I, I don't know that I think the difference between how they performed, I know they've been doing it in different places, but how they performed is as different as everybody else seems to think it is. Obviously, the Rams think it is, and the Rams mm-hmm. think whatever the delta is between those two guys is the difference. I think I would say the difference between those quarterbacks is, it, you know, as you know, Ross, it's so hard to evaluate the quarterback position in a vacuum. And if essentially the trade for Matthew Stafford was a bet on that, right? It's a bet on, like, if you take this guy and you swap context and you put them, him in the golf situation, which is undeniably wonderful for a quarterback, you're going to see him jump from that 10 to 15 range to maybe that 5 to 10 range, perhaps. But I would also argue that it's not just about, okay, who is better, but it is about the difference in skill set and the difference in strength and weaknesses, particularly I think with Goff, um, you know, p- people talk about him like he is, he's terrible now and, and he's not, he, he's accurate. He's got a good arm, um, you know, but he does, did struggle under pressure, dramatic drop off, right. in his splits when he's under pressure and then struggled to create. Those are two things that, and also I would say he did not push the ball downfield increasingly too. If you look as the seasons went on, the air yards drop, 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 leaning more on yards after the catch. I think in Stafford, while he's not perfect, um, and I think there's very there's different criticisms I would levy of him, irrespective of playing in Detroit, he can do those things that Sean McVay wants. He's going to push down the ball down the field. He's going to create on his own, and he's going to make plays under pressure. Again, that doesn't mean he's perfect, but I think they got, Sean McVay really wanted that skill set in particular because it had been lacking for him with Goff. Speaking of Sean McVay, I actually talked about this uh, last week uh, when I was on the Dan Patrick show. Again, I like Sean. uh, And that he's not the only coach that fits this criteria. But the thing I always think is funny is every time the Rams put up 30, 40 points, it's McVay. McVay's a genius. McVay's the great. He's a boy wonder, whatever. Every time they struggled, Goff stinks. Goff sucks. <laughs> and it's funny because I brought that up, Mina, and Dan Patrick's reaction was, well, that's Kyle Shanahan and the Niners. You know, when the Niners put up points, it's Shanahan, Shanahan, Shanahan. When the Niners don't, it's, well, Garoppolo stinks or the other quarterbacks are backups or whatever. I just think it's funny that we have certain guys, and there's coaches that are the opposite too, but there's certain guys that they get all the credit but not really any of the blame when things aren't going well. I think that's fair. I will also say, though, watching the Rams pretty closely when they have struggled, I haven't I personally have not watched them and thought the play calling is the problem ever. Frankly, I have not like, wow, guys aren't getting open or um, they really need to diversify their run game, which is something that they actually have done a couple a lot over the last couple of years. So, you know, just I, I hear what you're saying in terms of like it does feel like I would say I would say this with the Rams. It's less to me about Sean McVay and more about Jared Goff at a certain point not getting credit more than like McVay not getting blame. Like, for okay. example, in the wildcard game, actually, Jared Goff played pretty well uh, versus Seattle when he came in with the thumb or whatever. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I felt like I think that the writing was kind of already on the wall with him and that team by then. But uh, at the end, I do think 
he was getting the lion's share of the blame, which isn't to say that Sean McVay deserved the blame for, for play calling, but um, I think people were a little bit unfair to him. And I'm, I'm such a stand for Shanahan, so you saw my face when he said that. I just, with him, again, I, I do think, I think with him actually more so when the Niners have struggled on offense, you you can point to personnel being an issue. Not just Garoppolo. Sometimes it's the line. Sometimes it's the lack of skill players available to the, him. So, you know, it's really hard to evaluate Shanahan's tenure in San Francisco, too, just because of the extent of the injuries, as you know. So you'll appreciate this. And I've told uh, Kyle's dad, Mike, this one time. I have talked with guys one-on-one at every position over the years that have in one way, shape, or form said, man, Shanahan's offense is just really good for a tight end. I mean, it's just, <laughs> if you can be a tight end in Shanahan's offense. And then I had Kyle Juszczyk on, a Harvard guy, HYP, like a month ago, and he's like, man, I mean, it features the fullback. It's really good. Tailbacks say the offense is great for them. Um, offensive linemen are like, it's the best offensive system I ever played in. Quarterback, Sage Rosenfels played, he got traded for them. He's like, oh, Shanahan systems by far. Like, if every guy at every position thinks that the offense is best for their position, that's a pretty good sign, right? I'd say so. I also just think, like, man, like, that's an offense where when you watch – Half the time, I don't know what the hell's going on or whatever. <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm, I, I watch it and I, especially like watching from the end zone angle, I just put myself in the shoes of the linebackers and I'm just, I, it's just terror. And now they've drafted this quarterback who's also a threat to run. I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare for opposing defenses. I, 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 I yeah, I, I really like everything he does on offense. And I think, if anything, I think he gets more out of, players even I, I would say really than any other coach in the NFL right now um because I think like obviously Andy Reid's you know brilliant but the tools at his disposal the ingredients he has to cook with are so remarkable that it's a little different I would agree um a couple other questions one is I saw you're doing the preseason games with Akib Talib, right yes I'm so pumped so Akib, I think last year was his first year doing games one game, he had the most epic suit I've ever seen. I can't remember. It was like a green suit. It was amazing. But he was really polarizing. There was not a single person that said, that guy's okay. Like on social media, people either loved him, and there was a lot that did, or couldn't stand <laughs> him, and there was a lot that couldn't. I mean, he did an Eagles game, and obviously I, I live outside of Philadelphia, and I get – I was getting text messages like crazy. What do you think it is? Um, gosh, that's a lot to unpack. I mean, I I would say people are more sensitive to change in uh, game broadcasts than like studio shows or anything, you know. And I think any like people seem to hate everyone. <laughs> I mean, every time we, you know, when there's like a new, like that's funny why the Romo thing stood out so much, right? When he got hired. Cause it was like, Whoa, everybody likes this. Like, cause it's, <laughs> it feels like everyone, everyone's always hating. Um, but you know, new, new and different sometimes. I think new and different is always hard for certain people. And it's especially hard when in a game versus a show, I'll just speak for myself. I adored it. I love watching a game and learning 
Um, you know, I love learning. Also, I, I really love learning about aspects of defense and coverage in particular that don't get discussed as often as broadcasts, which tend to be a little bit more, you know, like, God, it's very quarterback centric. Uh, yeah. And so I love it. I also just love passion. I, and I always say this about Romo, my opinion. It's just my opinion. I said this when he first kind of like started. My thought was that there was a lot of emphasis on the prognostication aspect of it and how people were like, oh, he's calling the plays where it happened. And I, I said, and I still feel this way, he's not great because of that. He's, he's great because he sounds like he's having a blast. He seems like he loves football. And I think that that personally is why I love Akeem is just he just sounds like he's having fun. And, you know, it's preseason. So we'll see how much fun fun is to be had. But hey, preseason 2019, I keep saying this is when John Wolford, um, the Rams backup quarterback, broke out, ended up starting a playoff game. So you never know. Totally agree, by the way, about Romo and the enthusiasm. I hope that I come across like that. When I do games, and yeah, speaking of preseason, legitimately, Mina, two years ago, uh, doing the Eagles preseason games, all those guys that were playing, getting all the playing time in the preseason games, when Wentz went on that stretch at the end of the year, Boston Scott, Greg Ward, like these these are are my preseason guys. I know. My crew. (laughs) It was unbelievable. Um, Last question, because you mentioned people feel like everyone is always hating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> women in football there's not a lot of you um you have a very big role now I mean, a very visible role do you still get a lot of the uh na- negativity or has that really subsided uh, i don't think it's subsided i just don't look at it as much which uh hey rule of thumb right like for everyone i mean we all we all get it though i mean it is unusual it's I would say the t- the tone of it is different the tenor but you know it, it, it I, I I see the things that are sent to my colleagues too and um, whenever I talk to young people regardless of gender or race or anything I always say the less you can look the better easier said than done I know but uh, it's something that I'm getting a little bit better at myself. So. Check her out on social media <laughs> at Mina Kimes. Absolutely check her out on NFL Live, and of course, the Mina Kime Show featuring Lenny. Hopefully, I'll be on it at the end of the month. Looking forward to that happening. I just want the picture as much as anything. (laughs) The picture you have where it looks like I'm sitting at the table. with That's what I need. Mina, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome stuff with Mina. So here's the deal about Mina. She's young. She's cool. She gets it. She understands where things are going. That's Fantrax. Fantrax's free NFL Fantasy Football League manager is the most customizable, easy to use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. These guys get it, okay? Like the days of, oh, you can only do this in the Yahoo League or you can only do this in the CBS, like those are over. Fantrax.com, you can customize everything and they can import any of your current leagues and even customize your current leagues if needed. Absolutely awesome. As you know, that's also how you get into the season-long Fantasy Feast League, which is very cool. Sign up for free today, and not only do you get a chance to be in the season-long Fantasy Feast League, you're entered to win a signed Christian McCaffrey jersey. 
Simply go to Fantrax.com slash Ross. Want to make sure you guys know it's F-A-N-T-R-A-X.com slash Ross. They got all kinds of promotions going on. They'll send your whole fantasy team to the game of your choice. It's crazy. Just go to Fantrax.com slash Ross and you'll be able to sort through the rest. Ducks takes. Hey, Ross, lots to discuss today. Let's start out with the huge contract signed by Bills quarterback Josh Allen and Colts linebacker Darius Leonard. So, yeah, the Bills, there's you know a bunch of quarterbacks that were drafted three years ago who are looking for contracts. Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen goes first. I think part of that is the Buffalo Bills realize that they've got a Super Bowl caliber team and they didn't want this to be a distraction. And it was worth it to get it done now. Six-year extension. It's like $250 million. But he gets $100 million fully guaranteed at signing. That's the most ever. And he gets, you know, $43 million a year. You know, I think there could be an argument to be made. Is he going to be as good as he was last year? I mean, he increased his completion percentage by 11%. Is he going to be that good again? Is he going to be better? Or is there going to be some regression? I don't know that anybody knows that. But I'm confident that the Bills were sort of asking themselves that. I think they decided, look, even if he's not quite that good, he's still going to be our guy for the foreseeable future. So we might as well still get this done. And then Darius Leonard, wow. I mean, there are teams that don't really value off-the-ball linebackers that much. And then there's Darius Leonard getting close to $20 million a year. As a kid from, I think, South Carolina State, maybe, gosh, I'm thrilled for him. I mean, he's been an awesome player all three years. He deserves it. Good for him. Good for the Colts. Takes. Not everyone is as happy as those guys, however. In New York, the Giants scarred Zach Fulton became the third veteran to retire in as many days. Pittsburgh wide receiver James Washington reportedly asked for a trade although head coach Mike Tomlin disputes that claim. And in New Orleans, there's uh, probably a lot of upset people after reports surfaced that wide receiver Michael Thomas did not return any calls from the team over the past three months. So it's weird, okay, that three Giants have retired. They signed Joe Looney, retires. They signed Zach Fulton, retires. Uh, You know, they bring in Todd Davis at linebacker, he retires. That's a little bit weird. And even Joe Judge, their head coach, said, we need depth on the offensive line. What that means is they need guys that are reliable vets. They got a lot of young guys. They want some reliable vets that if the young guys don't improve, that they can throw the the reliable vets in there. But every reliable vet they sign retires. And no, I'm not available. Thank you for asking, though. Um, So that, that is weird. Now, the guys all say it has nothing to do with the Giants, but I don't know. That's, you know, what's the expression, Bri? Like one's a something, two's a something, three's a trend? Do you know? Uh, no. Something. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Don't look. I just woke up at the beach at 3.45 a.m., drove back. You know what I mean. You know there's an expression that's like three times is a trend, something like that. Anyway, once is a happenstance to whatever. We got to move on. This is not going to go well for me. Um, James Washington. So 
a trade for him would make sense. He's a good, pretty good receiver who's fourth on the Steelers' depth chart. Juju's ahead of him. Deontay Johnson's ahead of him. Chase Claypool's ahead of him. He could be a top three guy on a lot of other teams. That makes sense to me. Let's make a deal. You know, he could go to some other teams probably and start, and then maybe they give the Steelers back a player of the Steelers. Excuse me. Maybe it's an O-lineman. I don't know. Something that they should consider. And then the Michael Thomas thing, it's interesting. I think I saw on his Instagram bright and early this morning, probably late last night, he said, uh, you you leaked information to ruin my reputation. I'm not telling my side of the story to protect yours, something like that. It's like, hey, Michael, you kind of just ruined it. Like, whatever you were doing to protect their side of the story, like, by you posting on Instagram, you kind of just ruined that part of it, buddy. I, I don't know what we're doing here. Anyway, um, bizarre, Bri. Like, I, I, I would love to know whatever happens. You got to have serious stones to not call back the trainers, the coaches. You know, Sean Payton called him for three months when you have a bad ankle and now it's going to affect the season. I, I don't know how that happens. I mean, I, I, I really am flummoxed by that. I'm also flummoxed, Bri. By people that don't realize how awesome Raycon earbuds are. Once again, I was at the beach this past weekend. Once again, I was riding my bike like a champ. And I mean, I've got a, a I got two playlists I listen to, Brian. I got the I got the faves and I got the workout playlist, which is like half the songs from Rocky Four. And I am rolling. Here's the thing: they have gel tips for your comfort. And they go right in your ear. Like, they don't stick out like other brands. You know, the other ones have, like, the white thing sticking out. Not the Raycon. Like, people don't even know you have them in it. 32-hour battery life, which is ridiculous. I mean, even this morning, I'm, I'm driving back with my daughters. And I don't want to have the music because they're sleeping. So I got my earbuds in. I, like, Raycon, they better, Raycon better renew our, our, our advertising for a long time because I'm like Raycon's number one fan now. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, my listeners can get 15% off. That's amazing. Their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Tucker. That's buyraycon.com slash Tucker to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Tucker. Last two items of the day include Jerry Jones saying that he's going to put Jimmy Johnson into the Cowboys' ring of honor, and the Miami Dolphins agreed to re restructured contract with cornerback Xavier Howard. So, yeah, Jerry Jones was at the Hall of Fame, and he said that on the Fox set, and Jimmy Johnson cleverly said, before I die, which I thought was pretty funny um, and pretty good. And then... Uh, so good for Jimmy, and they should do that soon because you never know. And then as for Xavier Howard, he didn't really get that much. It seems like he just got some incentives, and he got next year's guaranteed for injury. So he got something. Like he wanted to make sure he was protected for injury for next year, and he can make more if he keeps playing at that high of a level. So that makes sense. I guess he's happy. They've said that they'll look at it again next year. So good for Xavier. We also had all those speeches over the weekend, Brian. I don't know what, I mean, there were so many speeches. I don't even know where to start. If you guys watched it and you liked it, good. I hope you did. 
Um, it was certainly entertaining. I love those speeches. I do a lot of public speaking. If you're ever interested, of course, just hit me up, Ross, at RossTucker.com. I actually just booked one yesterday. But um, So I, I, I enjoy watching people speak in public because that's something I do uh, a decent amount as well. So Peyton Manning nailed it. I thought, I thought most of the guys did very, very well. That does not come naturally or easily for a lot of people. Shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com. We will be having the Even Money podcast. Should be tomorrow sometime. I think College you forgot draft. one, Ross. What's that? You forgot one. SteakhouseSports.com. Did I forget that? Yeah. SteakhouseSports.com. Chris Aronchek. I actually know that guy. My bad, Chris. Sorry. I was so excited to tell him about Even Money Podcast, which you were on last week. That'll likely be tomorrow sometime. College draft. We are breaking down these studs in the Pac-12 tomorrow morning with Emory Hunt. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.